Hello and welcome, welcome. to the... Oh, hey, no, oh, oh, we're, we're trouncing each other's words there. It happens. It's been a week or two since we recorded, so... Um, welcome back. No, hello and welcome to the 14 questions. Can we go with that? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that I'm seems, sorry, sorry, that but, seems so yeah. on brand. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, it's like anytime you want to, anytime you want to record, I shouldn't have said that because I was like in the middle of looking something up, but here we are. I mean, you made the, What's you happening? made the call, you made the call. Oh, you know, I, it, trying it to get works. back into the normal cycle and habit and routine of just another day in the life over here. Okay, so folks, last episode we talked, you went on vacation, right? I we're did. Gonna, I did, this, yeah. Right? Get into travel? I am not opposed to this you. idea, yeah. All right. So you went away, right? I did. And you bought, you bought a camera because you have like 15 of them. I mean, you, you, you can never have too many cameras, right? I mean, I mean, some people, you know, one or two is fine, but, you know, 10, 20. I, I don't know I mean, different, you have now. Not that many. Not that many. <coughs> but different cameras serve different functions. So, you know. I'm, so what'd you buy? What'd you take? Where'd you go? Yeah, I mean, I saw some we, pictures. We spent, spent a week in Mexico, yeah. And, uh. First time there, which was really cool. Um, absolutely exceeded any expectations I had. Uh, just what a wonderful, wonderful place to visit. At least the areas I was at. I, you know, I, I, I bopped around a bit, but it was all on the Yucatan Peninsula, or Yucatan Peninsula, I should say. And uh, it was awesome. But yeah, no, I did. Going down there, I was like, man, do I want to carry like a full camera rig? interchangeable lenses, you know, big old camera bodies, battery grips. and Because when That's you travel lot. with that kind of equipment, you're kind of a slave to it. You know, 24-7, you're like, like thousands of dollars in gear with me. And so it kind of limits, you know, certain activities you can do. And, you know, it's always in the back of your mind. Like, where's my camera? Did I lock it up? Did I put it in the safe? Do I have it with me? Where did I lay it down? Where did I pick it up? You know, um... And so decided, you know, this trip I was going to buy a, a purpose-driven camera for for the trip and, and just take that. And so initially I was looking at little point-and-shoot cameras um, with some more control than the average point-and-shoot, you know. Uh, and then I said, fuck it, I'm going to buy a 360-degree video camera and I'm going to take that and I'm going to take my iPhone and... I'm going to do it that way. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Well, well, and you even you even thought like you were like you know do you take the DJI gimbal down there with the iPhone? You know, did, do you, like GoPro for a little while, like strap a thing onto you. Yeah, like, I mean, initially you know, I was looking, I was thinking about GoPros and going, hey, we're going to be doing a lot of water activity, and maybe I'll I'll get a GoPro because I had a GoPro in the past, and I never you know I I don't participate in action sports. Uh, anymore, and um, so I went. GoPros nothing are really P great nothing, for video. Nothing POV. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, that's a different conversation altogether uh, for a different podcast. Maybe our friends over at that. Get, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just gotta give you shit. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, no, and and and, and I primarily don't do a whole lot of video. Um, 
it's just not my thing. I'm a still photographer. I like, you know, taking beautiful landscapes and portraits and stuff. And so, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in this, dive in this realm of, of video a little bit. And I got to say that the 360 camera I got, it delivered, man. It was fun to shoot with. I was really fun to edit in post because it was just a new technology and a new experience. And, uh, just really, it was really brilliant. I, I loved every second of it. I'm kind of obsessed with so, the thing. So I'll be buying What did you more. end up buying? Uh, I ended up buying the uh, the Insta360 uh, X3, which is kind of their flagship model these days. Uh, they have they have a, a more high-end, well, they have several more high-end up into like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand $17,000 cameras. Uh, but right, as right, far right. as but, consumer I mean, cameras, yeah, this this one's like the right. flagship. It's the this is the one you want, unless you're doing very specific things or, or your imagery is going to appear on very large screens and very high end productions. All right, price point in right. What would you end up like? We're not talking fifteen thousand dollars. No, no, no. no. The, talking, the camera itself it's comparable to a, a GoPro at the, at this point. You know, four hundred and four hundred and thirty dollars, give or take. And that's total kit? Uh, that's the camera itself. So I, okay. I would recommend anybody anybody that wants to buy one of these things, absolute must-have accessories, um, get get the get the lens protectors because they have these, you know, it's a 360 camera, so it has two lenses. They're a, opposed to one another on a 180-degree axis, and uh, they're very bulbous and fisheye-like, so... They extend far beyond the bounds of the body of the camera. They will be the thing that hits the ground. So buy the buy the lens protectors. They're like twenty bucks. Okay. Um, so that way, if you drop, ding, scratch, or run your camera into something, you can just swap out the lens guards and not have to send it in. And God knows at what expense replace the lenses themselves. Um, it comes with a nice little protective neoprene sleevey thing, so that that will suffice. Uh, and then at least pick up the um, the invisible selfie stick, as they call it, uh, which is about twenty five bucks. So all told, okay, you're in so, for yeah four eighty to get up and running. Um, there's some other things like like I bought I, I bought this ridiculous ten foot carbon fiber selfie stick to go with it um, that allows you to get like drone type shots uh, in places that don't typically allow you to fly a drone. Uh, and that would that, that you know that was ninety nine bucks or whatever, and it was well worth well worth buying because uh, I got some really so amazing shots. The, I couldn't. I, there was no way I could get them any other way than without that thing. Right, and then you got the T shirt that said, "I'm the weird guy. It's a magic stick." Just oh, believe me, I, I, I felt like an idiot something. every time I broke the thing out because the concept of a selfie stick. Uh, has always been abhorrent to me. <laughs> like, it's kind I, just, of silly, I, I see like, these people with their phones, you know, mounted in, in these selfies, just taking actual selfies. And you can do that with this camera, but I, I was more trying to document uh, the locations and experiences that we were on. But the, the stick itself does really cool things, uh, like not appearing in the shot and then, you know, giving you viewing angles that you wouldn't normally be able to get with a handheld camera set up so you know it, it, it was right. it was worth feeling like a fool for a while <laughs> you know yeah fair enough, fair enough walked walked down this beautiful pier with this 10 foot tall selfie stick 
Um, <laughs> and the camera balanced on top of it. And people are looking at me like I was fucking crazy. Um, but I got really good footage out of it. So the juice was worth the squeeze. 30 seconds of discomfort for a lifetime of memories of a place I'll probably be going back to anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you want to take a break and then we'll come back and talk more travel? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. All right. Do I get to say, sit tight, folks. We'll be right back. It's been a while. We haven't recorded. (laughs) (laughs) We're out of stroke on the podcast here, but that's okay. There you are. Sit tight. I mean, for y'all listening, this doesn't work too well. It actually doesn't work well for us. We're trying to do rock, paper, scissors, figuring out who brings us back in. But Yeah, we, we, we kind of ran over one another in the intro to the podcast here, which, you know, and life happens sometimes. Sometimes you, you got to leave the ugly it, it, bits it, in, right? Right, and we're not in the same studio, which would be kind of funny if we were doing it, but it's kind of more funny that you're like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. You're, we, we don't have so, you know, a lot of times that when we record remotely, we we at least have a Zoom chat or FaceTime chat or something going on, so we can see one another. Um, but we're operating blindly this evening, or so. or we actually have some you know discussion about what we're going to talk about. It's been a while because you took a vacation. I'm about to go on vacation, so we got to do a couple of these recordings back to back. Hopefully, we get good at the thing again. Yeah, um, so for those those that are good at OSINT, yeah. remember Dan's going to be gone uh, for yeah, about a week. So you can figure out. He's got some really nice stuff in his house. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, we get the, the dog will be here, you know, interviewing for the podcast. Teddy, by the way. He yeah, stays yeah. here with the dog setter, which is cool. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. So, tra- so you would you would say yes, get a camera like this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That camera gets an unequivocal yes recommendation from me. Um, Now, now post edit, right? So I saw some shots, you know, folks, I get unedited shit from Brandon. And I'm like, it looked a little fisheye to me, right? So for folks that don't understand that, it's like basically like you're a goldfish in a bowl. And so, like rounded corners of things, it looked a little yeah, fish I mean, eye. You know, it's it's an it's two ultra wide <laughs> lenses stick together. So you're going to get straight out of the camera. You're going to get some distortion, especially around the edges. Um, and if you're really close to whatever your subject might be, um, these are things that can be fixed in post processing. Um, without too much hassle. So I, I actually the, haven't... To that point. I haven't put any of point. this into an actual computer yet um, because they have a, a really quite an incredible app they've developed to support this camera um, that allows you to do a, a lot of a lot of lens correction, color correction, grading, um, basic nonlinear editing stuff 
Uh, and then they have like some really fantastic presets uh, that are AI driven. Uh, so oh, be, because it was really it, it was designed, you know, for like vlogger types, influencer types, or, or people that you know travel. So with like a phone and a camera, boom, bam, get it out there, social media, or you know, to share with your friends and whatnot. But a really great interface design. Um, it, it's a little heavy on trying to sell you things to go with the camera, but I expect that, especially for the price of free. Um, right, right. So, but for people that don't sit in front of a computer and have like fancy shit like you do for like you know sixty hours a week, still a good a good buy. You think? Oh, hundred percent. I'd recommend it even more so okay. to, to people. You know, your average person that wants to go on vacation and, and get some really amazing footage. Um, photograph. <coughs> it takes photographs, and it's really cool because it takes like seventy-two megapixel. 360 degree photos so if you have a platform or a, a piece of software to view those it's really neat um, but really to me the advantage of the 360 camera um, for your average user is that you don't have to really focus on what you're pointing it at uh, because it captures everything yeah. right so you, you can move it gotcha yeah. You know, linearly through a space, or, or swing it around on a on a giant selfie stick. And after the fact, if you're if you're not rendering like VR content or, or immersive three D content or three sixty content for like YouTube, and you just want flat video outputted, you can reframe all of your shots in three hundred and sixty degrees after the fact, and then render out just what you're looking at through like a normal, say, 16 by 9 or 1 by 1 viewing angle. Mm. Um, really, really fascinating. It's really cool. It was, I, I like got a little giddy uh, the first time I started poking around, like, okay, what can I do with this footage? And I was like, oh, shit, that's really cool. Uh, and I found a lot of stuff I missed because I was focused. I was like, this is what I want to record. And then it turns out, you know, there's like interesting people or interesting, you know, flora and fauna um, that flew by behind me, and I didn't even know it was there. And I'm like, I got it. So, you know, flip that angle around, and that's that's now what I'm showing. So, yeah, it was really, really cool stuff. But can't speak highly enough yeah, so, for that thing. So yeah. basically, like, if Instagram likes. Like, you, 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 got some, you got some love on Instagram with this, I imagine, right? Uh, there's definitely potential for that, yeah. But again, okay. for me, I'd, I'd okay. do this more just to document. And there's a different feel, you know, um, because being able to move that camera in post without getting super technical and, and to be able to like pan, tilt, and zoom after the fact as if it were on some sort of dolly or gimbal or, you know, jib or crane system. No, I mean, it, it literally um, looked like it was, like on Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's wild. Yeah. And so it's, you just get yeah. a much better sense of like spaces than you may shooting handheld um, you know, with a phone or with a phone on a on a traditional gimbal, um, and and the fact that you get to do it, you know, you don't have to pre-plan your shots. So you could get the same thing with a phone. You could be like, oh, okay, I want to start here. I want the camera to pan around and then zoom down here, and it's smooth mm. and flowy gotcha. and buttery. But you have to plan all of that, and with one of these. A lot of that can be chosen after the fact, which to me was really fascinating. 
uh, for just kind of shooting on the go, especially because I, I didn't have any agenda. It was, it was just, you know, it was travel. It was, it was like old school, like mm-hmm. I'm... I'm the 40-something-year-old with a camcorder, right? It's just we have really cool technology now. Um, so I have this camcorder in my pocket that's 360 degrees. So I just I'd throw it out there and hit record and, and kind of half the time not know what I was <coughs> trying to get. Um, and then go back and look at it afterwards and go, okay, well, how can I make this look really, like, amazing and beautiful and cool? And so not, not encouraging so- people to be lazy, but also... Uh, it increases so in, the odds in in your favor. All in all, good trip, sort of. That was an amazing back trip. To what it was? Every, every, I mean, other everybody. than the return trip home, but you know that airline that shall not be named um, didn't do the best job <laughs> getting me Would back you, to the I states. Mean, but I've I'll, always said this though on, on my slide. outbound, right? So if I'm on my outbound, I'm like, you get me to where I want to be, right? I'm okay with that. I, I agree, yeah. You know, but you did suffer a little bit on, on your inbound, right? Yeah, it was a bit bit grueling. But, you know, it was like the week of weather balloons and UFOs too, so we, we couldn't seem oh, to get, yeah, a, get a plane or even get a plane <laughs> off the ground, <laughs> you know? Like, there were, there were well, some here's the thing. things so, going on. So, yeah, yeah. So, so folks, I I actually chose. You know, it's I'm I'm gonna drive rather than fly. I offered a ticket to fly, and my wife's kind of bitching at me. But I'm like, and she's like, don't even say a thing to me, because three weeks ago I said to her, no, fuck this, because I kind of know airport. You know, I'm flown all around the world, and you know, whatever. Did the math on the thing. I'm like, it's not that far where we're going. So let's just take the car. You know, whatever. Ten hours. Yeah, and like it's only anything an inside of, in anything inside of ten hours, I'm I'm apt to drive it. Well, and it's and it's within the states, right? So I'm like, well, that the, the you know, by the, being that too, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you you know get to the airport, you got to be there an hour early. You got to park an hour away, so that's three hours in the you know in the bag before you hit TSA, whatever. And actually, tonight, Brandon, she was like. Uh, yeah, I'm noticing a thing and because like 30% of the country is shut down because of weather and this and that and the other. Because I don't think they're totally back, like what I would understand, like pre-COVID. Not that it, not that it worked well then, but it, it worked, I at least understood it. Yeah, um, the, the wheel was I, at it, least it, it, somewhat it, greased uh, in late right. 2019. I, These days it's still very yeah. squeaky. And I'm not casting aspersions. I've known, I still know people that work within the industry and the airlines and this and that. The other, there's just a lot of moving pieces to this, whether or not that's baggage handling or you know equipment folks or you know the pilots and the crew and everything else and where you got to get them. Yeah, I can read no, a room. No single individual right. to blame. I mean, the the, the entire yeah. industry, like so many others, was completely upended for you know a couple of years, and that oh yeah, unfortunately. Absolutely. Much like supply chains and everything else, once you create those bottlenecks, they don't just recover magically once you, uh, you know, no, it, allow some and, flow again. <laughs> so that's, and so we're 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 somewhat. I think for people that listen to us, we're, we're you know we're in North Carolina, so we're we're traveling south. Um, you know, for 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 business, but we'll we'll get a couple of days on the backside of this. It'll be maybe get out of town and, and relax. But again, we're traveling south. 
And it's kind of funny to me. Like, not funny, actually. It's not. So we're coming up in, like, spring break, right? Which it probably should be spring break, considering it's 80 fucking 7 degrees in North Carolina. Yeah, don't, don't rub it out. in for the folks in the uh, Pacific and Eastern, <laughs> Northeastern well, U.S., I, I should say. Well, and to those folks, I I do feel terrible for them. But I was in I was in a, a, a meeting tonight, you know, in a volunteer position. I'm in. There's like three people in there going, "This isn't right." Like literally, you know, here in North Carolina, we should not be seeing what we're seeing. Like it, it, and I get it. Like people would make these comments sort of quietly, you know, five years ago or six years ago. Now, this is sort of fucking insane. I mean, we're pushing it's on it's like unique, 90, yeah. 90 degrees, right? And so it's like you got this. 80 plus, you know, it's and, and it is interesting in this region yeah. specifically. You know, I, I can think even 10 years back, you, you'd go, all right, first yeah, week of spring. April, you know, yeah. you'd, you'd get through St. Patty's Day and then like first week of April, you'd be like, oh, the dogwoods and cherry trees and the azaleas are starting to bloom and. Here we are in February, and and I'm looking at azalea bushes, you know, damn near full bloom. Dogwoods are doing their thing, and uh, yeah, it's 80 degrees yeah, it's and, and humid. My, is it humid? Yeah, in 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 the 80s. So yeah, that's I mean that's neither here nor there. It's, it's just one of those factors you take it. But here we are, spring break, I guess, coming into spring break, and. You know, I Googled a few things because we were going to talk about travel tonight. And it's amazing. Like, there's five or six different, you know, basically news organizations saying, you know, U.S. issues a do not travel warning for Mexico ahead of spring break and U.S. issues this ahead of this and don't travel here, don't travel there. And I'm like digging down... It seems kind of like, because then I jumped over to the, because this is what I do, you know, international travel and whatever, and, you know, had some family members going internationally a few weeks ago. And I'm, like, looking at the alerts, and it's like there's there's an embassy alert. It's yellow. You know, it's not orange. It's not red. But it, it seems a little sensationalized. And I'm I'm not, I mean, whatever. It's the news. But... You know, some of this could be scary, but was it scary? I mean, you you went to Mexico. Like, you know, there's all this. On the news side, it's like, oh, my God. And then, you know, you go over to our government side, and it's like, nah, it's it's yellow. Exercise increased caution. Yeah, I mean, just be, be aware. No, yeah. No, there was the scariest part of that whole trip um, was wondering where the next ATM was going to be <laughs> because I didn't exchange right, a right, bunch right. of currency. So – you know, I, I I exchanged a little right. bit when I when I hit hit the ground. I was like, I'd get a couple hundred bucks, and then uh, I went. To, you know, we'll just withdraw the local currency as needed. Uh, but no, it, it was wonderful. There was there was never a moment where I felt threatened or had anything to worry about, other than like, where are we going to get the next margarita or mezcal? Um, right, right. And, and I, I don't mean, you know, I'm not trying to tell people like to ignore whatever they're hearing, but I really do appreciate that, you know, we, we have a, you know, U.S. site that you can go to, right? You can look it up and, you know, basically 
blue is normal precautions. Two is exercise increased caution, which most places I've ever traveled to all hit some yellow. You hit orange, reconsider travel. I'm like, uh, how close is I getting to that? And then four is full on red, do not travel, which I get. Like I've, I've, I've looked these things up anytime I've. Yeah, you know, it's good to. It's, it's been it's good to pay it's been three fucking years things. because of yeah, <laughs> three years because of COVID. But you know I do, and it's. But you know it's fascinating. They don't have. I can't find it, Brandon. Maybe I'm being facetious, and we're gonna just touch on a thing here before we sign off. But the travel advisory levels, right? You know, look them up. You know, like type in the country, type in the place you're going. I don't know. Maybe you can do this. I typed it in. I'm like, U.S. There's nothing for the U.S. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Huh." laughs> there should be, man. I've been I've been to some neighborhoods I, that you definitely probably didn't want to be in um, over time. But well, you know, I mean, there's a f- there's a few things like a you know an environmental fucking potential disaster going on in this country because, you know, we're talking about fucking safety of travelers and this and that and the other. This shit can just unload in your front yard and, you know, next you know your chicken's dead. And not, I'm not making fun. I'm not, I, this is absolutely horrific. This is in your, your neck of the woods where you are, you know, from, like Ohio. Yeah, absolutely sure. fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's tragic what, what happened up there. Um you know, and for those people, it's awful. Like, I can't imagine being in their shoes right now. But, yeah, it's worse than the travel advisor. Not that many people are traveling to East Palestine, Ohio, but were they? It'd be but, nice to know. But, I'm, I'm, but you know, my point is my point, right? So, you know, we're, you're not too far. I'm not too far. We have a, a train, and maybe we're a little more sensitive. And I want to, you know put this in the in the correct context, you know, I got tracks that are less than a quarter mile from me. You, you got tracks that aren't that far from you. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, and there's, there's passenger trains that come through, but there's a lot of freight trains that come through. And I had no idea that, you know, 2015, whatever it was, regulations on train braking systems and how much crew, you know, the most I had heard is that, you know, they wanted to strike because they didn't believe that they had enough, you know, sick time and time off and whatever. And these these folks are trying to actually do their jobs around the country. It's it's kind of like I watch this and I'm like, that could be like our backyard right now. Yeah, 100%. It could be, you know, and they, you know, people, it, if you look like the airlines and the regulations there, you know. People don't, yeah. you, if there's not enough crew or they don't have enough downtime or they've worked too many hours. And the same thing with shipping lanes when it comes to, you know, tractor trailers and whatnot. They got to stop. Yeah. Like, hey, you, you put in X amount of hours, you're done. Um, and I don't know that we have the same level of regulation um, for railway cars, well, it, which is interesting it, because it, it, they tend to transfer. Not necessarily more dangerous things. You know, we we do that by truck and by bike and everything else. But by nature of a train, they transport much larger quantities. Um, And so, you know, why aren't they subject to the same 
regulation and scrutiny, um, which is not the fault right, of anybody I, I, that works, you know, on the blue collar no, side of the industry. Uh, I think it has to do with, you know, I always follow the money. If you follow the money, you generally get to the answers. Well, and here's my thing. I mean, maybe we need to do a full podcast and dig into because we will C-SPAN and go back years and, and see. Like, literally in the halls of Congress and in Congress, why is this? Why, why am I hearing that the former president did this and the previous president did this? These things shouldn't be left up to the president and the executive. I mean. No, they really shouldn't. No, this is fully Congress is supposed to do this stuff. It's supposed to make sure that you're like your neighborhood, like, you know, our our place that we're from, we don't get some massive environmental damage. And then for, I don't know, a generation or five, you know, your property value is worth nothing. You know, people die. They, they don't have correct medical treatment. I mean, you know, it, it's it's just so fucked up to me. To be honest, and I agree. Like, I agree. It's... And 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 I think the narrative, you know, I'll take it for what it's for what I can take it for. But the narrative just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why no, I... why is this about this this administration or this administration speaking specifically to presidents? And nothing against, you know, Obama who who tried to put a regulation in. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe that came under Congress. We haven't dug into it enough. And then the, f the former administration did a thing. I kind of want to dig into it and be like, what is Congress doing here? Because yeah, quite it's honestly, it's a thing. you, I mean, you look it's, at Pen it's Pennsylvania, thing, yeah. Ohio, North Carolina, we got a lot of, lot of fucking trains. Yeah, there's some massive, you massive all have shipping more, lanes more, that uh, yeah. travel through those yeah. up and down the East Coast and, and further west and whatnot. But yeah, it's it's... It's very frustrating to, to go, hey, there were opportunities to ensure the safety of these folks. Instead, let's get a pallet of water and uh, capitalize on a photo op because I didn't do anything to protect this from happening. Uh, and, you know, that, that spans multiple administrations, uh, not just one. Correct. Um, yeah, correct. But it, but it is. It's, you know, it's always in hindsight. Let's Let's show up and you know, get the photo op and go. And it's like, well, fuck, if you really cared, you'd, you, everybody would do something about it, you know. And again, we've talked about this before, politics is, as performance art and politics as a career in general um, has become. really really misses the mark of, of it, it, at any elected position, whether it be in the legislative or executive. Uh, you are a representative and you're supposed to be looking out for the best interests of those who you represent, uh, not for you, not for your career. Um, and I think we've, re we've reached a point where that is not the case for the majority on both sides of the yeah, aisle. And it's, it's, it's a very sad, yeah. you know, and to some degree it's always been that way um, because human nature is going to be human nature. Uh, so, I don't know. The, the idealistic side of me says, oh, we, sh we should do better. And the cynic in me says, it's never going to happen. This is why civilizations collapse. But on a lighter note, we could just travel. <laughs> we could. Thank goodness for the uh, 
the option of. I mean, thank God, right? Yeah, exercising a passport uh, once again. Yeah. Not that it's been super recent that they opened it up, but you know, you take a break from a thing and then you go, oh man, I got to go do a thing. Yeah, it makes you appreciate what you got when you uh, when you don't have it, and then when you have it again. So there's that. Yeah, so. for sure. You wouldn't believe the number of conversations I've had with people. Hey, do you have a passport? No. Okay, why not? Well, I just I, no get one. Well, why? I, I, I don't know. You, you you're, you're all about this freedom concept. <laughs> you're not free to right. leave or or go do what you want. Like get get a passport because once you have it. It'll ch it changes the thinking paradigm of like I'm going to drive down to the Redneck Riviera that is Myrtle Beach, or maybe I'll, I'll spend a couple of hundred dollars more and and go somewhere truly beautiful and wonderful and uh, have an amazing time. But you can't do it without a passport. So get your passports, folks. Yes, and real ID doesn't totally cover you if you want to leave the country, which. Or stay in the country. But anyhow, you know what I will say before we sign off is I was doing, because we're going to travel, whatever. We're not going international or anything like that. We're just, yeah, I think I said we're staying domestic. But, you know, I go through the routine, which, because it's been Wait, I thought you were so traveling you know, internationally. No, no, not traveling internationally. Oh, um, so DeSantis stand is off the table? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go get broke. Because I'm woke or something, I don't know. But I pull my passport out. You know, the wife, you know, she got hers renewed whenever, whatever. And I'm like, you know, because I do these things like do 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 do. I'm like, do I get a three year refund? Because I only have like a couple more years before I have to renew my passport. I'm like, do I get a three year renew? Because I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. Because you know, it's a couple hundred bucks. So you know, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's at least uh, you, see, you see my point six, there. Six right? or seven bottles of fine Italian wine. So, right, right. Well, but I looked at my password. I'm like, fuck. It's it's like only you know because they six months before it expires. You know, there's some squishiness. You don't yeah. want to do a thing. You need I to mean, renew. I need, and I need a twenty percent refund. Time, I think it's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. Maybe if you look so, hard, you'll find a coupon you can cut. I may not. Don't even go there. All right. Do you want to leave it there? I think that's a fine place to jump off. All right. Till next time, folks. Until next time. Questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. 
Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.